let us pray. Come and join us, Lord. Let us know your presence with us today. Thank you for the many blessings of the past weeks and for the Christmas joys we shared with family and friends. Amen. So the first part of our thinking about sharing and the love of God and his blessings to us is about Abraham. And the verse that I particularly want to bring to mind is that which says, we are blessed, Abraham was blessed, so that he might bless others. And we are blessed so that we might bless others. We don't just receive it, we pass a blessing on. So Abraham was a man chosen by God to bring good news to the world. He was asked by God to leave his ancestral home and family and journey to unknown territories where God promised him that one day he would have his own children and they would have a land of their own. We read of this call in Genesis 12, 1 to 4. The Lord said to Abraham, leave your country, your relatives and your father's home and go to a land that I'm going to show you. I will give you many descendants and they will become a great nation. I will bless you and make your name famous so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, but I will curse those who curse you. And through you, I will bless all nations. So Abraham packed up his belongings and followed after God's leading. God blessed him so that he could be a blessing to others. He would share his blessing and the love he had received from God. Abraham's story of faith is recorded in the New Testament in Hebrews 11. And he has blessed many, many people over all of the world, basically because of the faith he had in God. He trusted God. It is a big thing to be called to leave your home the only home you knew. It wasn't in days like today when you can get on a plane and go to the sunny bits of Sardinia to have a wonderful holiday, joining all their customs, the lovely food that they make, different parts of the world. What an amazing privilege we have. It wasn't like that back in Abraham's day. Everybody lived in their place and if they moved, chances were they wouldn't come back home again. They only had camels, donkeys, and they walked on foot. So it was a very, very big ask, very different today, to be asked by God to leave your home. And it must have taken Abraham quite a while to pack up, to pack up his family. We know that family members went with him. Cousin Lot went with him and wives, servants, flocks. Wow, what a big undertaking. And that is what God asked of Abraham. And that's why he's in the annals of Hebrews, because he obeyed and he went and then he was blessed. He was blessed with a son, something that he had not had in his ancestral home and had no hope of ha having. Because Sarah 
was pretty old and way past childbearing age. So that hope had gone from him. And then suddenly he was blessed with the promise of a boy. And he was blessed with the promise of a land. God made a covenant with Abraham. Wow, what a promise because of his obedience. And he shares that blessing with us because we're told that Israel, the land that came from the people that came from Abraham, would one day be a light to lighten the Gentiles, as Isaiah tells us. And we are the nations that have benefited in the West, in the East, all over the world from Israel's beginnings. And so Abraham shared those blessings with us in ways that he knew nothing about, in the ways he builds our faith as we learn to trust God for those things which he has promised. And this day, I would like you to think about how you could share the good news of Jesus Christ as Abraham did through the writer to the Hebrews, through his experiences. Sometimes all we need to do is tell our story to our neighbour or listen to someone else's story. Who knows what openings God might give us, but to trust him, to obey him. And what he asks of us basically is to love because God is love. He wants us to love and to share the blessings that we have. So we are going to look at the setting of the Good Samaritan in a more modern sense. As you know, I like reading theology books. And one chap called John Goldingay is a fairly famous theologian. And he was writing about how parables need to be communicated in a current setting so that they might be understood and what their meaning is and their relevance for today. Now, you have to use a lot of imagination for this because this was going to be a sketch done by my grandkids. So imagine, please, Harry is nine and he is a super ninja. If you don't know what a ninja is, he's sort of like a goody superhero, but a very special sort. And he's got his own ninja costume. So you're gonna have to imagine, but he is really going to be supposedly a baddie ninja. Okay, so can you keep that view in mind? Harry is the baddie ninja, or so-called baddie ninja, but is he? And then we have a member of my family, who I'm not too sure of yet, who is actually traveling from Milton Keynes to London. And he is going to be attacked by a band of robbers. So today we might say that his car exploded. Something happened and he ends up injured on the road. So I think we'll say that his car exploded. There was something wrong with it and he was thrown out in one of the country roads between London and Milton Keynes and he really was not well. And nobody 
went past him at that time to be able to find an ambulance. Anyway, that's the first bit of the setting story. Now, the first person to walk, drive, ride his bike past happened to be Theodore, my little grandson, who most of I think you know. He was going to be dressed up as, I think he was Spider-Man, the superhero. He was going to walk past on the other side because he was far too busy. He had crimes to solve. He had awful, terrible things to put right. And he just didn't have time. He was far too busy. So he would have walked by. Now, Hannah, my little two and a half year old granddaughter, has an even better superwoman costume. She also would have walked by because she also had a lot of things to do, a lot of things to sort out if the world was going to be put back to rights after all these baddie superheroes had been at it. So she also walked by. So time went by a little time and this poor guy was moaning and groaning in the car crash. And by came Harry, the bad, supposedly bad, super ninja. He was in a bit of a rush, but he heard the groanings and he went over to see what was the matter. And he found this guy quite badly injured. And he phoned the ambulance. He said, you know, this poor guy. He phoned the ambulance. He went to hospital in the ambulance with this chap. And he stayed with him until he was sort of okay and on the mend. So you see, this was the story in today's world of youngsters. And it would probably mean quite a lot because those characters were relevant to them. But it makes a point. The point that Jesus made was, who is our neighbour? When we are too busy to stop for the one, then we are a bit like those superheroes who went off to save the world but couldn't be bothered about this one guy who at that moment in time needed help. And this is where we share God's blessings. We don't have to go out and save the world. We don't have to be big and amazing and fantastic. Actually, I remember once about, I got to church on a Sunday morning and the ladies' toilet was flooded. And I will never forget seeing Tina Gardner, who, for those of you who don't know, was our previous minister's wife. She was down on her knees with some cloths and a bucket and she was just wiping it up, all the water, so it all dried up. She was a superstar. And that is all God asks of us. He asks us to help in the situations where we are. I know that wasn't people, but nevertheless, it had a lasting impact on me. And it was what Jesus was saying. It's the here and now. It's the who can we help? Because the Samaritans were hated, despised people. And Jesus is saying we are to help people no matter who we are. And the big divide 
between, I don't know, in the Christian church, it's quite upsetting, but there are divides. And maybe we wouldn't go and help another denomination, maybe on grounds of race or sexuality or many different things that we don't get on with or we're not supposed to mix with. God's saying no. In the story of the Good Samaritan, we are to love and to help all those in need, no matter who they are, where they are. This is his point. Everyone is our neighbour in the here and now. Stop for the one and bless them as God has blessed us. Today is the service of Holy Communion, and this is particularly relevant to our theme because this is sharing God's life with Him and with each other. The writer to the Hebrews sums up what Holy Communion is all about in the sense of God sharing the blessings of his life with us because of Christ's death as we meet together in fellowship. The writer to the Hebrews states, keep on loving one another as Christians. Remember to welcome strangers into your homes. There were some who did that and welcomed angels without knowing it. Remember those who are in prison, as though you were in prison with them. Remember those who are suffering, as though you were suffering as they are. Jesus also died outside the city in order to purify the people from their sins with his own blood. Let us then go to him outside the camp and share his shame. For there is no permanent city for us here on earth. We are looking for a city which is to come. Let us then offer praise to God always as our sacrifice through Jesus, which is the offering presented by lips that confess him as Lord. Do not forget to do good and to help one another, because these are the sacrifices that please God. So as we come to join together, in Holy Communion, we come to a time of confession and prayer. Very simply today, I want you to think specifically about relationships, because blessing, the sharing of love, is a two-way thing. We are asked to love all of those we meet. So if you are aware that someone has wronged you, or that you have wronged someone else so that you're not at peace with that person or if you need to get right with God. I'm going to, in a time of quiet, ask that you will agree to put this right, even if the person who has wronged you will not admit to it, yet you can still forgive and put it right on your side. So let us pray. Father, as we come before you, we ask that your spirit would come and show us now where we need to put any relationships right, whether they be 
with friends or family or work colleagues, whether they be with neighbours or people we don't know that well, but who have hurt us or we have hurt them. Or Father, if we need to come and get right with you, if there is anything that we know about or that you would show us that come and stands between us. Father, in the quiet, please, would you help us to be able to forgive? Help us to be ready to go and say sorry to those that we have hurt. Ready and able to make it right with you. Thank you. And so we would, when we leave this service, we will honour God and honour these prayers by putting right those things that we know we need to put right with others. So as we come to communion, let us pray. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, eternal King, who feeds the whole world with your goodness, with grace and loving kindness and with tender mercy. You give food to all flesh, for your loving kindness endures forever. Through your great goodness, food has never failed us, oh may it not fail us forever. For your name's sake, for since you nourish and sustain all living things, you do good to all. You provide food for all your creatures whom you have created. Blessed are you, O Lord God of creation, who gives food to all. Lord, be with us as we share this bread and wine. Come, Father God, come, Lord Jesus, come, Holy Spirit, come and share this time of fellowship with us. Amen. So Paul wrote, in the letter to the, to the Corinthians. This bread is my body. When we share this bread, are we not sharing in the body of Christ? Paul asks. When we break this bread, we are recognising that we are part of a broken world. There are many injured people in the world by the road that need a good Samaritan. Jesus came as the good Samaritan, as the one who helps. And we are to be his hands and feet in this world and to help. And he said, this is my body broken for you. Do this as often as you eat it in memory of me. So as we take this bread, as we take the wine, we will remember his broken body for us. And not just remember, but then go and share his brokenness with others who need our help. Thank you, Lord God, for your broken body. We now eat of the bread. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup. And as we come to drink 
of the wine of the new covenant. We affirm our commitment to God, our willingness to obey and serve him all the days of our life and the blessings that he gives us with others. The blood of Christ shed for each one of us. Let us drink and reaffirm our commitment to him. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for the many blessings we have received. Please enable them to be passed on to others and enable us, Lord, to be your hands in this world. Thank you for this service. Enable us to remember and to do your will. In the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. We're going to sing the Servant King. <laughs>